welcome back to the SLP Corner episode. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope everyone had a really nice Valentine's Day. And it was yesterday and a nice Valentine's week. I know a lot of SLPs are posting, but all their themed Valentine's Day activities. Happy Valentine's Day. I have the best Valentine's Day episode ever with Courtney Brummond. She is an early intervention and private practice SLP where she serves children five and up, and she offers autism dating services and professional development. She is based out of Eugene, Oregon, and she has a blog called saywhatblog.com where she tackles advocacy issues from a communication standpoint. So today, Courtney offered to come on and talk about autism, and dating. And I'm so excited to talk about this on my Valentine's Day episode, because one, it's something that people don't talk about a lot, yet we work with these kids all the time. And we work with these teens and adults, and we don't talk about it. It might make people feel uncomfortable, which I want to talk about that even more then. (laughs) It's just something that matters so much, yet we don't hear about it a lot. So welcome to the podcast, Courtney, first of all. Shannon. So what made you want to offer autism dating services? Can you talk a little bit about that before um, I dive into some more questions? I mean, I've always been into autism since high school and where I did a lot of volunteering. And then before even entering um, grad school, I worked as kind of like a respite care worker. And I had the opportunity to chaperone um, a girl that I worked with and supported her family. And they had asked me to be her prom chaperone. And it was a special needs prom. And I'm telling you, it was the best prom I had ever, ever been to, including my own. Like, I wish my high school prom would have been like the special ed prom. It was the coolest I mean, the, the pride, the pure joy, the complete lack of fear was amazing. I mean, these kids were on the dance floor. I mean, they just were going to town and I had so much fun and it, it just made me so happy. And I knew like, oh man, one day I'm going to do something like this because it's so needed. And, and it was a ball and these kids loved it and they, they need that avenue just like the rest of us. And so, you know, later on in I've, I've been inspired by Dr. Barry Prezant, who wrote the book, Unique, Uniquely Human. Um, I encourage everyone to read it. It's so good. Um, but then there are a lot of documentaries and, and shows out there, Autism and Love, How to Dance in Ohio, um, Love on the Spectrum is something I more recently watched. And all of those things just affirmed to me that I was on the right path, that I this was a service that was needed. And So for me, I think this idea about working with people with autism, um, I think that one of the coolest things is, you know, what is ironic is the characteristics of what gets a diagnosis in the area of communication for for these neurodiverse individuals is, you know, that they they have this blunt way of, of seeing the world. You know, it's very, they're not afraid to just say it, um, but something is so charming about it as well that I just find beautiful. And, you know, it, they say these things from where, where a place where judgment does not exist. And it's just like this poetic honesty, it's untarnished. It's just this beautiful confidence that, you know, it's, 
it's what got them this diagnosis that I find just so beautiful and it's completely human. And I think that vulnerability that they have as individuals, um, again, it's, it's beautiful, it's innocent. And I, I think it just shows that they have every right to, to find love and to be loved. And they themselves are capable of true love. And so, you know, I was really inspired by that. That makes me just so happy. And I just love everything you just said so much. Like, I really like how you explained it, that what got them that diagnosis in the first place is what makes them so charming and so unique. And I've never heard someone explain it like that, but it's so true and it makes them so special and awesome and like funny and quirky. We all have our personality traits that makes us us. And that's why that's what we like about certain people. Like what makes them different? What makes them unique? That's what drives us to like someone. So then it makes so much sense that these things that got them the diagnosis are what makes them so charming as well. When you're offering autism dating services, like what does that look like? So if there's SLPs listening, what, what would that look like? So we can kind of imagine that. And how do you support them in this? Of course, those wonderful qualities that they have that, you know, we don't want to change um, about who they are. You know, it, I think that's always kind of been my, my struggle and something that I've learned just through experience and years of practice and working with this population is, you know, I, I kind of struggled with supporting this population at times with deciding, you know, keeping who they are intact and, and not wanting to change that personality, that, that special love that they have for certain things. Um, and also giving them the skills to utilize all unique passions and unique skills to be connect with other human beings in the way that is normal to them. And so therapy and support in this regard is, you know, helping them continue to build those communication skills that still still can be a real challenge for them. You know, they they may not always know how to read the situation, be able to look at those um you know, subtle, subtle characteristics of body language and facial expressions. And, um, you know, it's a whole new world of communication when you're dealing with texting and emails and, you know, online interaction and social media. So those are whole other sets of communication that have their own sets of rules. So those, those areas become other target um, needs for each individual, depending on their strengths and their challenges and, and what their ultimate goals are. So very focused on communication still and just supporting them because even what I was thinking when you were saying that it's like everyone finds communication in dating and relationships so complex. People are always like, are they gonna text me? What does that text mean? It's just so complicated. So if you already struggle with communication, can't even imagine what that would be like. It's hard for everyone already. <laughs> That's why I love that you're here, like that you're offering supports for this because it's definitely needed. And it does look pretty similar to something that you might do in your elementary kinds of therapeutic approaches. I mean, the same types of tools are needed to help support that, that challenge. So, you know, a social story per se, or visual supports, you know, working on understanding, you know, how many questions you should ask versus, you know, being a good listener, when to add a comment or, um, you know, those types of skills that give and take of, of a conversation is still 
like you said, it's, it's an abstract and it's complicated for everybody. And so, yeah, it's, it's an area of need. And, and I think that's, um, it's, it's a good service. And I think it's exciting that, you know, I'm just getting there and we're taking off with it. So we'll see where it goes, but I'm sure I'll learn more and more, the more experience I have with it as well. So what are, what are some differences, um, in girls and boys with autism in this area? Like, do you notice, I know, like, before we recorded, we talked a little bit about the differences and I, in girls and boys with autism. And I have, if anyone's been listening for a while, I did record a podcast on like the differences, but I was talking more about like younger children and like how girls are misdiagnosed and they're underdiagnosed and how there's differences there. When it comes to this area that we're talking about, what are some differences that you have noticed between girls and boys with autism? Yeah, I think that because of those earlier differences you talked about in your previous episodes, you know, later diagnosis also leads to, you know, later services. So females are getting sometimes these diagnoses well into middle school and high school. And so they haven't had any support and intervention until then. And sometimes even then, you know, they may or may not have it. So females in general are kind of excluded from a lot of those really critical skills and they get a later start in a lot of that. And they often feel more outcasted um, just in general than the diagnosis of ASD on its own. And because of the, the differences in how their autism presents, they're very good at mimicking and scripting a social personality. So research has shown us that they may look at another person and kind of take that personality as something that they will try to do themselves. And so that can cause a lot of conflict for themselves. Um, and they particularly have challenges with social conflicts um, once they move beyond those element, elementary years. And because females in the earlier years tend to have um, peer relationships where there's a lot of help from other peers, they, they, they tend to get mother hinned a lot when they're younger. And then all of a sudden, those types of supports from their friends kind of stop once they get older, um, then, then that's a big, huge pullback all of a sudden. And that can, can cause a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. And it, in general, this whole population is at risk for those things. So along with the sensory processing, I can't imagine the experiences of puberty and how that feels going through all of that when you have all of these other challenges. And then the idea of sexual identity and orientation. There is a lot of research right now that we're starting to realize that gender and um, those those views are different too for especially females. They, they might just have a different perspective. And so I think what is one thing that I'm learning and one thing that might be valid consideration for other SLPs is that um, you're likely to have more clients who have gender fluidness, um, who may identify with different sexual orientation that, you know, may be less common to what you think. So I'm likely to work more with people who identify as bisexual or homosexual or may be in transition or feel like they are more gender fluid or asexual even. So the idea that you're working with maybe what you typically think of as a dating service where some 
somebody's going to come on and say, I'm, you know, this orientation and this is what I'm looking for. That may be much more fluid in uh, the population of autism. So, you know, at one point you may be open to dating another female if you're a female. And then the next day it may be open to dating a male. So I think just being more flexible with the idea of what is orientation and sexual preferences those things are, are going to also be different. Thank you so much for just diving into this topic. It's so, so important. And I'm just really happy that you could come on and we could kind of have this discussion because it's not talked about enough. Um, it's like, it's not offered enough. And I'm just really happy that we were able to connect to share some more information on this topic. I hope everyone found this helpful. Like I know, I know this will be helpful episode because once again, we don't learn about this in grad school. People don't talk about it. I have not seen a lot of services offered in this area. So it's just really nice to be able to have someone come on and share more about this. So Where can everyone find you if they want to connect with you more on this topic, if they want to check out your website, your blog, all of that? Yeah, my website is speakoutslp.com and you can find my Say What blog right there. You can always email me at speakoutservices at gmail.com as well. Okay, Courtney, thank you so much for coming on. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And yeah, with that, I'll see everybody next Monday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.